Shrimps and welcome to the With Mates podcast, or should I say, hello there. We are here on May 4th. It is Star Wars Day, motherfuckers. I am your host, Andrew Grayson, and we have a podcast I have been so excited to do. Some of the highest views or some of the highest uh, numbers we get in terms of listeners are list podcasts. You love the Disney list. You love the uh, Spider-Man list. So now we're going to do on Star Wars Day the ultimate with me it's podcast star wars movie ranking list and with me is my rebellion he is baby boone himself joseph boone he's back hello everyone it's me the biggest of babies i regret saying that now <laughs> until the day he is 55 i will remain to call him baby boone why 55 he, 55 is at the point where i think your life is over Okay, cool. You're no longer a baby. You should just <laughs> give up at 55. I'm only kidding. I gave I'll up at 30. That's, that's where my life is. <laughs> that's kind of like midsummer, you know, where they just make you walk off a cliff. Exactly, mate. Of... And those dulcet tones comes from the one and only the Mr. Stirrett special himself, Mr. Paul Stirrett. Hello there. Come here, my little friend. Don't be afraid. Paul will take good care of you. Oh. Oh, uh, did you, did you, mate? What's going on, man? Joseph's was, a big baby. You're going to take care of us all. It's a very hyper start. Yeah, that that was that was that was fine until you said Paul will take care of you, and then I felt yeah. my skeleton want to exit my body. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was where I started to improvise, and it, it all kind of fell apart. It's all good, mate. That's but that's why we love you. And just to keep in touch with the Star Wars universe, we had to have at least one lady in the panel. She's a little nervous, but that's fine. We know what you're all like with the Star Wars fandom. It's Purple Coffins herself. Laura, what's happening? Hi. Hello. Hi. Why are you nervous? What do I give out nervous vibes? No, no. It's just <laughs> I feel like I know less about Star Wars than I did about Loki, which was the other time I was on. So that's fair, though. To be fair, this is so. This is what the funny thing is about this podcast. Up until Marvel just went into the stratosphere, I very much counted myself as Star Wars as my thing. I love Star yeah. Wars. I've got paintings on the wall of Star Wars. I've got all the Funko Pops, all that kind of stuff. But Marvel's on a different level now, let's be honest. But <laughs> I still have the love and the affection for Star Wars. And I'm always looking for an excuse to rewatch the movies. And that's what this podcast gave me the luxury of doing. So what we are here today to do is rank all the movies. Seems as if the movies are now on a bit of a hiatus. And we've had the, the wonderful Mandalorian series, the fairly okay Boba Fett series and we have one of my most anticipated um, not only just TV shows but pieces of art in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I cannot wait for that just three three weeks away from now. It's going to be so good. <gasps> so soon. This is the, so but this is the worry though. I am so excited and I am hoping it's going to be so good and Paul's pessimistic face makes me feel as if mm. the same way where I'm like, oh, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be good? Not loving the trailer. Oh really? Did you not like? The Let's get into that then before we start this list. Why didn't you like the trailer? Uh, the trailer. Uh, partly, I don't know if you've seen the, the all the stuff about the Inquisitor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That. the shape his head and whatnot and stuff. Uh, I, I do feel it. It is one little clip, so I'm not gonna judge too harshly yet. But when they get the makeup really right in Revenge of the Sith, mm. and then mm. they've got presumably more money now to get it right 
and it doesn't look right. I don't know. It's just I'm just I'm just sad it's not Jason Isaacs doing it. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not actually sure who the actor is and whatnot. Uh, there's a, another Inquisitor that I've seen in it that doesn't really look too much like his counterpart either. But it's real world <laughs> against animation, so I know there's always going to be differences. So I'm... I think the only issue with that that I've seen is the fact that they, they had someone of the same species in 3. Yeah, he looked very much more like the way they're supposed to look. But yeah. again, I'll hold all my opinions off until I see it. I just know I love the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi and I cannot wait to see Ewan McGregor do it again, um, mm. which was another little pride moment I had that I got to watch those movies again. I got to watch um, Obi-Wan. So before we get into the list, I just want to spring this question on you guys. Who is your favourite characters in the series? Um, and Obi-Wan. Include... Oh, shit, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's the kind of dedication she's given down here. No hesitation. I agree. Obi-Wan is is up there for me. Um, I would say Mandalorian is getting there, but we're just talking movies, so we'll, we'll keep Din Djarin out of this. Joseph, what about you, mate? Who's your favourite? Uh, it's, it's a toss-up between Obi-Wan or Luke. Nice. But uh, but after watching after watching the films, I've got a little soft spot for Yoda. That wee cat fiend is just... He has wormed <laughs> his way into my heart. I, I love just, it. It's, he's, he's wonderful especially when you go back to like the the original trilogy and he's just yeah. he's he's just a little piss taker and i love yeah. everything oh, yeah. about him it's very interesting when you watch the older films and then you get to the the prequels and then where he's like his journey from like going from like cretinous wee coke fiend to <laughs> very demure serious yeah. to then straight back to the same thing at um uh, with the the new sequels paul dare i ask it's it's a tough one. It's mm-hmm. a tough one. It probably boils down to off the top of my head between probably three characters that come to mind. It's either maybe Anakin, it's either maybe Palpatine, or it's Han. Oh, um, see, so more villainous. Obviously, Han a hero, but still probably one of the most villain or more villainous sides to the heroes that's interesting i've always got a dark uh, a soft spot for darth maul just because he looks so cool yeah. don't say darth maul in front of oh, he's gonna oh, go on a tangent oh, oh, so <laughs> i i was shouting at the tv in joy when we watched phantom and it was just yeah. so good i yeah. want to give a shout out to one of the best characters in the star wars canon uh the ever illustrious salacious crumb um because oh, yes. that little cockroach <laughs> is just wonderful <laughs> I'm going to do that occasionally, sorry. Sorry, (laughs) So ladies and gents, we've had a little quick discussion, but now we're going to get into the good stuff. We are going to start talking about the movies. Each movie we will discuss, we will be doing them in chronological order of timeline. Oh, Joseph nearly dropped his dropped something, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be talking about the movies in a chronological order. So we will start with episode one, make our way through the prequels, talk about the Star Wars stories in between the original trilogy and then the sequel trilogy. And in between that, we will start our ranking list. So, ladies and gents, that means we are beginning with my earliest movie memory with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Now, we're of all similar ages. I believe I am the oldest, so I'll probably need to try and keep that in mind when we start talking about the movies. But I very much believe we're all... Uh, prequel babies mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, i actually yeah. remember seeing it at the cinema again first 
first cinema memory. Yeah, I was the same. It, it was the it was the the poster I can remember of Anakin, uh, the little boy Anakin with the Darth Vader shadow. That's the thing that distinct because my memory's terrible. Um, but I distinctly remember seeing that poster before we before we went to go see it. So let's start, ladies first. What did you think of the Phantom Menace? I take it you've all rewatched them. Oh, I most yeah. of them. Most of them. That's all right. <laughs> Um, what did I think of the Phantom Menace? Well, uh, me and me and Joe did a did our list before we start we'll rewatch them all. Nice. And then we did another list afterwards. But nice. Phantom Menace was number one on my my list before we watched them again. Wow. So That's an interesting little insight to begin stuff with. Yeah. Um. Realized later that I haven't seen a lot of them since I was younger than ten. So I was like. <laughs> That's why it was so high because it's the only one I can really remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I like it. It's it's good. Um, it's not as good as I remember, but I do have the cinema story from when I went to see it. I distinctly remember being really bored, and I forced my mom to take me out the cinema and go get ice cream. So I never oh. saw the end of it in the cinema. <laughs> oh my! How how long was it before you got to see the the ending? Oh, I I think I watched it. Well, when I was old enough to remember it. When did what year did it come out? Does anyone? Nineteen ninety-nine. Right. So I would have been four. That's acceptable. If there's anybody <laughs> listening to this and judging her for leaving at four years old, do you know what I mean? If there's ice cream on the line, I'm leaving as well. Let's yeah. be honest. I Whereas, think... uh, conversely, at three years old, I was fully invested in the uh, socio-economic politics <laughs> of the It was just so boring! Joseph, do- so Joseph boring. had already started his fan fiction at three years old for Star Wars. <laughs> he was drawing, like, Actually, little love parts around right. Maul. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Couldn't spell Obi-Wan Kenobi to save my fucking life, but I tried. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph was on spotted the little ETs and, like, is ET part of the oh, Phantom the Star Wars universe? Yeah, I Definitely. love watching stuff like that, Easter egg stuff back. Um, Joseph, what about you, mate? General thoughts on, on Phantom Menace? I love it. I, th- I think it's a great Star Wars film. Like, and all the... Because me and my pals have talked about Star Wars ad nauseum, mm-hmm. and... We've we've all had similar opinions, but going back and rewatching them, I was like, you know what, Jar Jar's not as bad as everyone says he is. <laughs> he's only he's, bad in the beginning. He's only bad in the beginning when he's like, when he's like, you know, hey kids, try and buy this new action figure. That is Jar Jar. That is me. Look how funny I am. And then when he's like contrasted with more serious characters, it works. You don't. Um, you don't. You don't watch the end battle. Ah, yeah. You, you thought he was okay in that? I thought he was alright in that. Yeah. Oh, jeez, boys. <laughs> <I> am... <laughs> Already having different things, and this is the thing: he's not even my least favorite character. I am going to get, and I believe I'm going to get a lot of hate for who my least favorite character. Who's in, your in least this... favorite character? Fuck it. Let's let's just start with a grenade. C three PO can fucking walk off a bridge, man. He is an absolute bitch. He is yeah. awful. What? The whole series of movies, every single film, he's like, should we? We should just give up. Let's just surrender. There's no, and you're like, ah, mate. He's one of the fucking narrators. I don't like him in the prequels. I think he's unnecessary in the prequels. He's unnecessary in in all of it. At least after he is legit one of the funniest characters in the whole series. I hate him. Absolutely, mate, honestly. Oh, so divisive. See the more I watched it, right? Because again, in the prequels, like, He's not as involved as well, especially the first one in Phantom Menace, you see. And again, it's another big issue I've got with Star Wars, and we'll probably get into it as the more we talk about these films. Everything needs to be linked. Darth oh, Vader that's didn't one of the notes need to I've make got, him. 
It didn't. He didn't need to be Darth yeah. Vader. But fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll let's do that and we'll, we'll continue. But as the movies progress, and I get it, the joke is he always tells you the odds, and ha 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 ha. It's, it's so unlikely we're going to get it. Shut the fuck up and encourage us for once. He's a golden pain in the arse. The whole honestly, every time he came on screen, I'm like. Get to, and then by the time you get to the end, where spoilers for the last film, when it talks about his memory getting wiped, I'm going, Good, fucking good, man. I can't stand <laughs> him, but that's just my hot take on, on that character. Paul, mate, what did you think about um, Phantom Menace? Well, I'm gonna have to try and think hard now because I've just had my whole like my mind wiped. Um, Make it all about how much you like 3PO in the um, Phantom Menace, <laughs> but uh, I've never once gotten why. Phantom Menace got so much hate. Mm -hmm. To me, it's a fantastic mm -hmm. adventure film. Uh, feels quite a lot, a bit like maybe like an Indiana Jones film in ways to me in some parts, just that it's quite fast paced, but it never feels like Rise of Skywalker, and we'll come to that later, I'm sure. But, um, you know, you're you're on the ship, you're on Naboo, you, you go to Tatooine, you go to Coruscant, and then you're back to Naboo, you know, and it's, uh, the, there's exciting stuff happening pretty much throughout the whole film, it's really cool, Darth Maul's amazing, the characters are great, I love the pod racing scene as well, you know, and you can, particularly with the, the prequel trilogy, the Lucas was trying to incorporate, like, famous um, historical action scenes and you can liken the pod race to like a chariot race the romans would do or something in you know, a way back when so <laughs> with I the just... cookie american commentators in the booth going oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so strange man i loved the pod racing uh, here's here's the thing after rewatching phantom menace mm -hmm. there's there's the whole stink about the midichlorian stuff what yeah. did you guys think of that oh, it was a device it's 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 nothing more than that. I don't I don't think I have an issue with that. Again, there's I've got I think there's bigger issues in the whole series than than the whole midichlorians thing, like the the miraculous birth that he was like essentially Jesus, and then oh no, you said it. Yeah, nice I said Jesus. this while we were watching it, and Joe went on a ten minute tangent about it. Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, educate me, please. Please correct me if I'm wrong here, Paul. But isn't Anakin like he's made by Darth Plagueis? Um, so it's technically a combination of Plagueis and Sidious. Sidious implies in episode three that he's his father. Um, not outright, but he does imply it. Well, um, that just confirms my biggest conspiracy about this whole series then, that Star Wars is completely incestual because you've got fucking Leia and Luke getting after each other and then by the end of it, fucking uh, Rey and Kylo are getting at it and they're basically third cousins. I think they've hinted at it um, in like the new comics and stuff like that as well, and they've said one thing or another. But that's basically what he was hinting at. And not not that Plagueis and Sidious were ever got with Shimmy, but uh, <laughs> it was like they basically do some kind of dark force thing. I can't remember what exactly, but it's dark Plagueis dark Sith alchemy. And it, yeah, and it, the basically makes a baby release this energy out into the force oh. and <laughs> there is no way you can say that without that sounding sexual when a Sith and another Sith love each this, other very much to this they <laughs> another woman yeah. they, do, they do a dark ritual and impregnate a woman on a sand planet yeah yep. so for me I, I'm very much in the same, same boat as you Paul I 
I understand why this movie gets hate, and I think a thing that people need to realise is Star Wars is a kid's movie. It's very much, um, what's his name has said it himself, George Lucas has said it, he's like, I made this for kids. Christ, in the original trilogy, Chewbacca's a dog. That's he's, he's got a big dog pal, that's all it is. But for me, this movie gives the best piece of music in Star Wars, Julie the Fates, anybody that hears it knows exactly what it is, even when it was in the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi um, trailer. I text into my, my group chat that they're not really into like movies and stuff like that. But even my, my mate was like, oh, it's a Darth Maul music. And I'm going, that's exactly right, mate. That's what it's called. That's what it's titled. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but John Williams is just sitting there going like, fuck, I need to give us a title. I know the Darth, Darth Maul music. music. Done. With, with an F. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like, seriously, it's like one of the best bits of pieces of music. I absolutely love it. Um, pod racing scene's great the 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 lightsaber battle with, with Darth Maul I still remember to this day when he ignites mm -hmm. his lightsaber and then the other side goes off and you're like oh my god it's about to go off I think um his name has escaped me Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn is fantastic you get Ewan McGregor obviously really really young but again it's fantastic I, I just think there's a lot of set pieces in this film that are that that Yes, there's a lot. Jar Jar Binks is a bit too much for me. The the big kind of slobbery. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> that gentleman's right on cue. You get the there's like again the 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 villains are somewhat racist with their accents and stuff like that. But again, it's it's a it's a time and an age and all that kind of stuff. But I, for as, the most part, I actually like, really enjoy this film. As much as like yeah, some yeah, the accents are quite are quite you know on the mm. nose of what they're inspired by. I got a massive nostalgia hit from here in Wattle because I played the fuck out of the Star Wars pod racing game on yeah. N64. And I'm just like, I was sitting back loving it, just being like, yeah, I'm away to, I'm away to go be uh, Dud Bolt. I'm away to go win the Moss Espa pod race. And then, <laughs> then I'm going to lose my save file because my N64 didn't have a memory card. Oh, I was no. always Sabilba. Oh, That's noobish, man. You can't go him. He's the best, is he not? He's the best one. This is the he's the bad boy though. You're that's, definitely the guy that gets and that's, and that's my controller. I'm the bad boy. <laughs> yeah, that's your controller. I'm gonna go Sabalba and then I just get raging and leave. But we start off with Phantom Menace. Is there any other bits that we want to talk about about the film? Is there anything in particular that you don't like about that film? Um, well, uh, I was wrote down some positives and negatives. Mm -hmm. My my positives were uh, basically the story. I I've never understood people's arguments with jake lloyd either i think he got some horrendous abuse mm. yeah when you watch this i think he's good you know yeah, he's, he's like the child actor you know he's, he's doing great stuff the scene where um he has to walk away from his mum after he's found out he's freed and goes back is really really quite powerful yeah and um seeing that you know I, th I think people were like oh i don't want to see darth vader you know like shouting yippee and all that but it's <laughs> like but it's like that's the story he goes from this bright-eyed kid who happens to be born into slavery and he literally says to his mom the biggest problem in the galaxy is people don't help each other darth vader says that and how mm. does he turn into it you know so i have no problem at all with his age and how he's portrayed and the reason he can do all this pod racing stuff and all that because the midichlorians, you know, like Matua said, it's a device to tell you his account's like off the scale, you know, like even Yoda doesn't have that, you know, he's just this miraculous boy. I also put Qui-Gon Jinn. He's basically like what a Jedi should be. Yeah. Because um, 
the Jedi and all of the prequel trilogy is basically they follow the Senate more than they follow the Force, whereas yeah. Qui-Gon's all about the Force. And then I put Darth Maul, because how could you not love Darth Maul? He was like an iconic villain. And my negative was Darth Maul death, because I, I'm a bit torn on that, because I feel like the film needs it, but I also think there is a way of keeping him in it, you know, uh, but I also like Dooku, you know, so I'm a bit torn on it. But. Nah, for me, I think they dropped the ball with that. That character was so cool, and inevitably, inevitably, they brought him back in the the animated series, and we get another mm. kind of look at him in one of the later films that we're going to be talking about. So, to me, I'm going. That's a realization that you dropped the ball. The fact that you've brought that character back and you know that. If you and again, I like Dooku, but if you make Darth Maul just the apprentice that entire um, run of movies, I would have no complaints with that. Because I think I think that, and again, we didn't get a lot in Phantom Menace. I think he had like three lines or something the entire time. But for me, I I, I just love that character, and I was just like, oh, you you would love to have more of him. I think one of my my bad points of the film was the fact that they dubbed Darth Maul's voice with Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. I think they should just use Ray Park's original voice. You know, it's like instead of being like, "It's time we show the Jedi what we're it's time we show the Jedi what we're made of." <laughs> Quit playing around. <laughs> Quit playing around. It would, it would have been oh, great. Um, no, I there, there's there's a I I can't remember off the top of the head, but someone does theory craft what the prequels would look like if Darth Maul was still there. It's cracking. That'd be cool. I'd I'll like to find it. it I just um, remembered a lovely piece of trivia off the top of my head. You know the scene at the end when um, Qui Gon and Maul are fighting, and there's the energy field between them. Yeah. Qui Gon goes down to um, meditate. Mm-hmm. So apparently what happens, they had Maul like pace back and forth like an animal, but what uh, originally Ray Park done in the first take, because he's like a world-class fighter and martial artist and whatnot, was Qui-Gon went down and he went meditated. And on the first take, apparently, Ray Park just very, very slowly widened his legs and just lowered himself down into a split while <laughs> staring at Qui-Gon and they were like holy shit but no we're not doing that but yeah I was gonna say menacing. we will keep that for the porn version of Phantom Menace like, oh menace. no no <laughs> what did you say Darth Maul but sexually aggressive yeah exactly oh. Darth Maul just his crotch slowly loading in front of fucking Qui-Gon stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The film makes you realise what a big boy Qui-Gon is. Not He's the tall only as thing fuck. That's double yeah. Oh, fucking <laughs> <like> echidna. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Phantom Menace does does wrongly get a lot of hate, and I think a lot of people like I think you're seeing that within the fandom, even like the fact that um, people are happy that Hayden Christensen is coming back um, into the to uh, into the the the, the Obi Wan series, and I think he's going to be in the Ahsoka series. So I think the, the prequels very much got a lot of hate, but I think now because we were the generation that were brought up on these films, we are, we've all got a fondness for them. So the hate is starting to disappear with the, the older people that are maybe no longer um, watching it or, or things like that. But for me, Phantom Menace is, I think it's, uh, yes, there's, there's plenty wrong with it, but I think, it's a, I think it's a really, really good film. But now comes the easiest part of the entire podcast is where we rank this. So far, this movie is number one. Mm. And nobody can disagree. But this is the one that I'm looking forward to most, and this is the one where I'm going to come to Paul first. We are moving on to Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Paul, would you like to start us off with your thoughts on Attack of the Clones? 
I really like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I, I think it's perfectly fine. There is the problems with um, all these things you hear about, like, oh, I don't like the dialogue and I don't like this and that. It's all YouTubers using, like, their extremism to be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And then people watch it. Oh, yeah, that is the worst thing ever. And then it's all that, you know, memes and stuff, and it just exacerbates the problem. I sat down and I watched it and I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. Um, it's basically Shakespeare in space. Padme and Anakin is Shakespeare in space, is what it is. Right? Oh, God. That's what it is. Um, when you think about it, they're Roman, they are literally love, star-crossed lovers, right? Literally, star-crossed lovers. Their theme song, which is one of my positives of the thing, is Across the Stars. It's one of my favourite pieces of music from Star Wars. Really right. good piece of music. They are literally star-crossed lovers. They're Romeo and Juliet. It's Helen and Troy. Their love destroys the galaxy. This is Shakespeare in space, and I stand by that. Um, and my other thing... My, my other big positive throughout this whole thing is uh, Django because I was a big Boba fan. And Django gets so much in this film that Boba never got even in his own series. Uh, he's yeah, just that's very, amazing. very true. He's very amazing in this uh, thing. He's kicking Obi-Wan's ass. Um, I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe is he another character that died too soon? Maybe he died at the right time, but he was a really cool character. Uh, my negative for the film is that uh, I wish there was a little bit more on Dooku, what it means to be a Jedi and turn away, because he, he kind of comes in quite late into the film, and I feel mm. like there was a, quite a lot to explore there. There's a deleted scene with Dooku, um, both him talking to Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan asking about him, but even at that, I would just like a bit more on him. Maybe if I've even introduced him in episode one. Interesting. Um, I'm going to have to argue back about the Star-Crossed Lovers thing. It's probably my negative is, mate, Anakin's a creepy bastard in this film. And well, again, it's to go down, it's maybe more of the writing and, and stuff, but there's times, it's the same issue that I have with Peter Parker, with uh, Tobey Maguire. At no point do I believe that woman is going to fall in love with you. Very different reasons than Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire's a loser and selfish and all that shit. But... Um, in this he comes across so creepy like there's a there is a literal line i'm sure it is like oh. i'm sorry my lady and i'm like mate you're a you're a creep there's it's no, it's not just it's not just that. the way he says it like anakin has gone to the the flirting school where they teach you that dropping your chin to your sternum is flirting <laughs> like that he flirts like that and he's like he just looks up at her from like underneath his eye it's it's creepy as can i bring up the point though that anakin is a a slave that was born on Tatooine, what you've already shown in that film, he didn't have a lot of friends. He had like that one guy that hung around, but then other than that, also, I don't imagine he has a lot of Jedi friends oh, other I, than Obi Wan. Oh, Paul, don't right? get me wrong. Don't he, get he doesn't. Me wrong. He like, doesn't. I, he's never dated. He's not allowed to date, so he's never really spoken to a woman this way before. So this is it's perfect. It's <laughs> oh, the no, reason. It, the it reason works. he's bad at it <laughs> is perfect because he wouldn't have any experience with us. Creepy ain't a crime, Paul, but like he's <laughs> No, stop. She she's she specifically says on multiple occasions that she's he's making her uncomfortable and he still just goes for it. And but that that whole, is where I'm not okay with it. I'm the like, whole point though of their relationship is it is very mutual. 
It's not one-sided. She is very much into him. And she she's doesn't trying know to... that. He can't know that if she says, you're making me uncomfortable. He's a Get Jedi. away from me, you creep. He's a Jedi. He can sense people's feelings. <laughs> he's a Jedi. Do you know the other he's thing allowed to I... be creepy, he's a Jedi. <laughs> Do you know the other thing that I think goes against that is when you're saying, like, oh, he's not got a lot of friends and he doesn't know this? He had a smooth line in the first film. Exactly. He called mm -hmm. her an angel. And, and to me, I was going, here, young man's got game. He's six. But that was a good line. He doesn't and then he have gets a whole bunch of hormones hitting him now. Hormones, mate. I'm, I, mate puberty hit me like a brick wall, man. I've never have I flirted with a lassie, man. I hate it's not flirting. <laughs> He's harassing her. Harassing, yeah. <laughs> never done that either. I would like it on the record. I've never. Uh, done yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, for me, I get what you're meaning, Paul, and it is very much like it's it's two it, it, it's a, a woman and a guy from two very different parts where they can't be together and and things like that. But for me. I think the writing let it down and I think there's some direction in it where you're just like, oh, that mm. could have been so... There are moments that I think this, the scene where um, where, there, where he cuts a pear with a force. Oh. Oh. I th Don't I mention the pear. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought that was probably one of the better times where you go, all right, I can see the mutual connection. Yeah. But like, there's there's, there's so many red flags. The fact that, that, that it's been brought up already <laughs> that, that she says, I don't like this, you're creeping me out. And then... He comes back and he's like, I killed the men and the women and the children too. I'm like, why has she not fucking run? Why is yeah. she not turned round and sprinted away? Because Even if you... she oh. loves him. But he literally goes, I killed everybody. She's like, you were just angry. It's okay. It's okay to be angry. And he's like, they're all dead. And she's like, don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> she looks past his flaws because Murder. she <laughs> loves him. Cold-blooded murder. Anakin's it's going. Fine. Anakin's going. Padme, I just committed mass murder, and she's like, "Men are allowed to feel sad too." <laughs> that's that's what's happened. I no, I do feel that. I do feel for their relationship. Like I'm not gonna. I, it does build, and I do believe in it by the end of the movie. But it's just, I don't like him. I don't like him at the beginning, and it, it, yeah, it just creeps that, me out. I, I, I do agree with that. I think that I think we get to a point where you're like, okay, I, I believe this. But there are just so many points where I'm like, that, that would have ended it, especially nowadays. Yeah. Man, he would have got a swift ghosting uh, back in the day. Like it, it's <laughs> it's it's just so weird. But I feel as if I'm I'm, I'm having a go at this. Right, this is the film as well where I think C3PO had too much to do. Yes. Went, oh, hold on, yes. hold on. I've got I've got a perfect note. I've got a perfect note for I that. I wrote this in this. Yeah. I've said C3PO is a whiny little shite and needs a slap. He should have been left on Geonosis. That way, Ray would have had no fucking way of reading that bastarding dagger. Oh, <laughs> that is my note about three people in this film, and then I've never mentioned him again because that would be uh, doing myself and the films a disservice. I thought all the droid C three PO antics were quite charming. But this is the issue, right? Is R two D two is like one of the true heroes within this series. He yeah. treats R two D two like shit, man. See some of the way he talks to R two D two, and again, I realise it's fucking robots. I shouldn't care this much, but C three PO can get to fuck, man. He's a fucking torn faced bastard and I feel <laughs> so strongly about this. Um, oh my lord, you really I'll, do. I'll go, into some, I'll go into some positives about this film. Ewan McGregor has a glorious mullet. I fucking mm. adore that man's hair in this. It is so, oh so God. cool. I agree with Paul as well. Django Fett uh, is a great character. It's a nice way to kind of um, introduce the clone stuff and then we, well, obviously he's he's kept one for himself at all age, which we know is Boba. A cool thing I, 
I found out about this. I'm sure it was like a meme thing that that um, Boba was holding his dad's head in his hand. But if you actually watch it, you can see the shadow of his he- his dad's head yeah. pop out of the helmet. Which I I went back when I rewatched that. I was looking specifically oh. for that, which was really cool. Mm. Um, this was this was the first one where we got. Um, or I, I might be mistaken. They might have repurposed it in episode one. But this was the first one in the timeline where we got CG Yoda. It wasn't puppet Yoda. I was a I was about to say, yeah. can I ask a question? How yeah. which one do people like more? <laughs> do you like puppet, or puppet, do you like CGI? Sure. I think but, you had you had to go puppet. you had to go CG for this one because of what happens mm-hmm. um, by the oh end. yeah the jumping yeah. But I like the look more of what we get in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I yes. like the old haggard looking rather than like, because again, this, that's like, the, the, uh, Yoda's like, what, 900 years old? And within that 30 years, he ages like 200 years. Where I'm going, is, is he like a peach where he's just went off and it's just everything just like kind of descended <laughs> in that short span of time? Um, but no, like he's he's good in it. Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson, purple lightsaber. I fucking I love purple. I was well in for that. I can remember listening to interviews where he says the only way, the only reason I agreed to do this was if I could choose. And I'm pretty sure that was the first time we got a different coloured lightsaber, wasn't it? Other than yeah. red, red, blue, so. or green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he goes, I, I want yeah. a fucking purple lightsaber, and, Joe, yeah. and George Lucas just goes, well, I need to change the entire fucking canon of lightsabers now. <laughs> oh, Christ, what did I do? But all right. I like, <laughs> I like that, though, because now whenever I play my, whenever I'm playing the last, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, what's the game? Skywalker we Saga. No, 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 the game we Fallen were talking Fallen Order. Fallen, Fallen Order. Order, yes. When yeah. I play Fallen Order, I get to pick the colour of my lightsaber. Paul, have you played right. that game yet? Not that into it. Oh, that is oh no! Acknowledge, <laughs> mate. That's a fucking great game. You're wrong. I've, Opinions I've can't be wrong, but you're wrong. Where you get to uh, Spoilers. one of Spoilers the ahead. planets, uh, and you're on a mission to help. I, I don't know. Find this Jedi's thing. I <laughs> have seen the whole game, and be... I don't know. I have a clue what you're talking. About. That could be right. any Star Wars media. You're yeah, on a planet not... to find a Jedi thing. I'm not going to lie, man. If, if there was ever a, a an advert for that game, Paul, you've absolutely <laughs> nailed it, man. You're on a planet, and you're looking for a Jedi thing. Okay, it's, it's, sure. It's, it's just Paul sitting outside of like the Gregs on Socky Hall Street, just going, <laughs> "You're on a planet." Jedi stuff. Planet order. space <laughs> sticks on that glow. That's it. Um, to get back to Attack of the Clones, then, uh, Joseph, I'll come to you next, mate. What do you, what do you think of this one? I think episode two is important Star Wars exposition stuck in a subpar film. Fair. That is, that is my sort of thing. It's A lot of it is just awkward, and it feels like they're just trying to cram exposition down the audience's throat. Mm-hmm. But the this is I've got a similar opinion with Attack of the Clones that I do with The Last Jedi. There's some good stuff. There's some really good yes. stuff. Like Django Fett, like Camino, like you know, uh, the the Coliseum stuff is just a, an amazing set piece. It would be great in like a long form media, like a, a Star Wars video game or like a show. Um but there's just too much of it that just lets it down like you know 3po or like you know the fact that as you're saying with other stuff like a lot of star wars media needs to tie into the original trilogy mm-hmm. about like you know that's the gene oceans that made the death star plans but it wasn't it was also um galen arso and rogue mm-hmm. it's kind of confusing and the whole like I, I love the saber fight between dooku and um yoda but if it was down to me yoda wouldn't use a lightsaber at all 
he'd just yeah. be a little a little wee green frog that uses the little force. cat a lot of cat fiends that use the use the force. Just you know the thing as well, well though is I can remember I can remember seeing this as a kid and I lost my shit. See when he oh, yeah he pulls his lightsaber <laughs> yeah. out and ignites it, I was like, oh my god, we're going to see Yoda fight! Oh, and then he started flipping. And my little what when's this come out? Two thousand two. I would have been mm. eleven. My little eleven year old mind blew up. I could not believe how cool it was. I think I just remembered as well that I really like. And the reason I'm bringing it up was because it was one of my favourite parts of the Boba Fett series was the, it's got the best weapon. The, seismic, the, is it the seismic charges? Yes. Oh. The noise that comes off that is so good. I feel it in my soul every time I hear a seismic charge. It's wonderful. But then, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I think the good points of this film are really good, especially with like Ian McDermott just having a fuck ton of fun. There is, there's a scene in it where, He's, I think it's either this one or it's in Revenge of the Sith where you get a, a, a scene wipe just bef before like it switches from him to a different scene and you see like the slightest wee smile on his face yeah. as he's like being evilly and stuff and yeah Ian McDermott kills it in every single film but it's like it's getting more and more as he's drip feeding more Sidious into it and that's mm. one of the good points of this film the rest of it let it down heavily Laura? Uh, I wrote so I wrote a bunch of notes as we were watching it, and then I tried to like summarize it at the end, so I had something to say. And I wrote, kinda awful, didn't care for Anakin and Padme, but I love o any Obi-Wan I can get. <laughs> that is what yeah. I wrote. And I then, know. yeah, it's it's higher on my, my list than I... I don't know, I've moved it around a lot, because I, like I like a lot of it, but I also really hate a lot of it, or yeah. I'm not super happy about it. Uh, something I noticed as someone who was um, basically... I don't want to say watching them for the first time, but basically watching them for the first time because I've seen them all. I know, well, find out later, I haven't seen them all. Um, I know a lot of what happens, but a lot of the little bits I yeah. haven't, I don't remember. So I was basically rewatching it for the first time. And I found that in the prequels, there's a lot of things that are obviously like, ooh, look at this reference. And I was going, don't know what that is, but you can tell by the way the, <laughs> the movie frames it as a look at this cool thing, and I'm going doesn't mean anything to me at the moment because I haven't seen the rest of them yet. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. would argue the sequels are much worse for that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah definitely, entirely. definitely. But we didn't watch all the sequels. Those are the ones we, we ended up missing out, so it's not as fresh in my memory, but I have seen them more recently, so. Fair. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Paul, I feel as if you're the most favourable person when it comes to this movie. Is there anything else you want to kind of add in that we've maybe not spoken about? Uh, I remember um, as a kid watching, because uh, I felt like it was the longest, to me it felt like the longest time between two and three coming out. I just mm -hmm. remember I was so excited for three. But I remember in the fight scene with Dooku, um, feeling actually, because growing up, Obi-Wan was my favourite and Anakin became my favourite afterwards. But I was like so worried because even though I know he's in four, I was like, Obi-Wan's about to die because Dooku just kicks his ass. Yeah. And then you just see Anakin jumping at the last second. And it's like, oh, I'm like, okay, oh my God. And then Yoda comes in. I remember being like my mind totally blown when he was fighting him. What did you think of the light show fight between Dooku and Anakin? I can't tell if I oh, like that. Oh, I love it. I love it because it's like the red over Anakin's face. It's yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I, someone else also mentioned that because I picked up on that and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And Joe was like, oh, I didn't even notice. I was like, look at the colours of the lightsaber. And, oh, <laughs> so symbolic. Mm -hmm. I did, <laughs> I was, I did I was like... Watching... 
I was watching back because again, I, I watched them. I watched them kind of period the the, the the way we're kind of reviewing them just now. And like obviously, the, like the the OG trilogy, the lightsaber fights aren't really up to much. Like there's been remasters and stuff uh, that really look good. Uh, I'm telling you, man, we'll, we'll yeah. else, man, a discussion we're definitely going to be having then. But mm-hmm. this one where I was going, is this just trying to be like kind of artsy, or is it try like as do I like it? Whereas the next film we're going to talk about, I'm going to gush. But Joseph, sorry, I interrupted you there, but. I was gonna say I I like how you know even though Duke is like evil he's bad there's still humanity to him he's like redeemable because it's when he when he lops up Anakin's hand he looks remorseful he's like oh fuck I, I really didn't want to do that but I, mm. I had no choice there's something because he's not like Sith fully just yet he's like he's on that precipice of going down like a road that somebody else can't follow and he's he's just. It's Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee plays it fucking phenomenally, as yeah, he always great. does with anything he touches. The man's Midas, for God's sake. <laughs> he was killing <laughs> it as well, because about this time as well, he just finished Fellowship, mm. and then he's went to this. Mm. So he's, he was yeah, a like, busy boy. Just seeing Christopher Lee on screen was just my childhood, really. He's just yeah. always been there. I just remembered, actually, last piece of trivia for me for uh, Attack of the Clones. There's a Go deleted on. scene with um, Anakin and Padme uh, and Padme takes him to meet her parents and it's actually it's a scene that gives them a lot like of development for their relationship kind of thing she finds out uh, or he finds out like about her as more as a a kid and her aspirations and their parents are like talking her up and then the dad's like so what are you like doing and uh, and it's it's kind of it's kind of sweet um so Mm. something to look out for and I'll just, as I remember, I love every time Anakin, because because I do, like, go, oh, you, like, feel it every time in this film where he goes, like, uh, excuse me? And he's, like, stopping a conversation, like, to <laughs> make it about him, because he's, like, oh. trying to... I love that, though, because I love that he does that, because it's, like, his whole mindset, you know, and he's, yeah. like... Uh, what was it? What's the one where he's like, we will try and find out who's trying to kill you, Padre. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to exceed our mandate. It's like, oh. well, it's implied, you know, we're Jedi, we're investigating. Yeah. Like, we're not going to do this again. You, know, it's like, <laughs> Look, you listen to me, mister. <laughs> I've, I've been looking at my notes for this and two cracking ones is replace every time Obi-Wan calls Anakin his Padawan with you wee shite and the dialogue <laughs> makes so much more sense. That would be so good. And I, the, like, this is the film where they started using a lot of CGI. Yeah, it's, it's that point where it's like early two thousand CGI where it's got no weight to it as well, and they add sound effects in. Like there's a bit where Jango Fett like spins his blaster and puts it in his holster, but it goes like, whoop, 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 like oh, unnecessarily yeah. so. I'm like ah, it's just a, it's just a big old space western. It's lovely. There's a nice wee a nice wee touch as well as um the the woman who is directing Obi Wan uh, series Deborah Chow has actually thanked George Lucas for casting Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen in this one. And again, when you see him in this, he's so fresh faced and baby faced, and then obviously he grows up to be Joel Edgerton. So you, you, now the fact that you've got this phenomenal actor that you can go come be in this series, I just think that's really really mm-hmm. cool. Um, let's get to the list. Uh, do we believe that it's better than Phantom Menace? God, no. No. Paul? Even I say no. no. So we're all agreed that Star Wars Episode Two is now the number two movie on our list. And now we are moving on to Star Wars Episode Three, 
Revenge of the Sith. Now, I apologise, guys. I'm going to have to start this one because I fucking adore this film. This is such a good movie. I was so glad that I got to watch it again. The thing I always remember, again, with this, us growing up watching these, um, which, interestingly enough, because you brought it up, Paul, it's three years between each of these movies. So it was 1990-2002 and then 2002-2005. I remember standing in the school corridor, and I'm sure I've told you this story before, uh, boys, The we were counting how many uh, lightsaber battles there were going to be because we're like, oh, you've got uh, Anakin and, and Obi-Wan, they'll fight, and then D Count, uh, Count Dooku's still alive, so they'll need to fight, and then there's this new character that, that, that he's got like nine arms, so they're going to need to fight, and then and, it, and honestly, I can just remember being so excited because, again, I was at a point where, what, 2005, I was... 14 at this point so I was I had a brain I could put thoughts and sentences together so I, I actually was so excited to see this film I think Obi-Wan uh, I think Ewan McGregor kills it this is like the 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 look in my head of what he looks like as Obi-Wan uh, Chris uh, Hayden Christensen I think does the best job in this one um, and I do believe the relationship that he has with Padme in this one much more than the one that we get in episode two Um yeah, I, I could gush and gush and gush. The, the thing that I'll, I'll leave before I pass it on, this is the best opening to a Star Wars movie. The fact that you kind of jump into like a, a space battle, I absolutely adore it. Like when you see the two of them, I always remember it dead distinctively, both in their separate ships and you get the wee buzz droids and R2s kind of shooting them with his wheel. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think I can remember distinctly playing this game on the PlayStation and you got like there was like wee movie cuts so you would play part of the level and you'd get oh, to the end yeah. of the level and then it would cut in with like a clip from the film um yeah i love this film but always i always love on. the ultimate ending in that in the game mm -hmm. yeah it's very interesting mm -hmm. uh joseph i'll come to you first buddy what do you think of this movie ah oh, revenge of the sith what is there what is there to say poor about it nothing at all it's a <laughs> it's a it's a stunning film i i it's everything good about Star Wars. It's like loads of fights, loads of action. It's just like hammy. It's snarky. There's ban like I've got some of them in my notes is like it's workplace banter done really well. Like that opening mm. bit where they're just like fucking around in the spaceships yeah. trying to get the stuff. And I I love how we get Anakin no longer as like uh oh I need to make everyone believe that me and Padme are going to get together and make Luke and Leia happen. Mm -hmm. It's like he's an actual fleshed out character now. Yes, some yeah. of the direction and writing is still a little bit awkward and hammy, but it's the bit, like, I realised I love episode 3 Anakin when he gets really protective about R2 in, like, the elevator bit. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's like, you know, R2's a bit of shit, and he's like, no, he's not. He's he's great. I'm loving him. Yeah. And there's just so much of this film that, as Lara can attest to, I was sitting pointing at the screen being like, it's the meme! <laughs> oh my god it was it was so difficult to watch because i know the memes so i was going oh i know what's coming up in this scene and i couldn't like enjoy the context of it because i knew what was coming and i was like ah. there, there's a bunch of stuff that's really stood out the the horrible horrible sound that's made when anakin lops off dooku's head it's a uh. frightening sound it's like Ugh. i love the and i'm sure we'll talk about this at length but the opera scene is yeah. just one of the best scenes in Star Wars, if not the best, because it's full of that glorious double speak and juicy subtext. And Ian McDermott just 
enjoying being an actor and it's just so Shakespearean with it and then just it's it's like what the longest sword fight in films it's it, you, or so, yeah. it held the record for for a while it's yeah. uh, when when we get the the um the battle of heroes it's wonderful it's it's a and i this is the the only star wars film i had on like dvd and mm -hmm. not on vhs so i would just constantly play it all the time and just love it and just love it more and more and the music is am amazing because you get Jula Fates and you get Battle of Heroes yeah. and you get just, it's, ugh. I'll stop talking because I won't shut up otherwise. I think the fun, like you, you mentioned it briefly there about Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott kills it in this. Like there is not a time I have put this film on and not said the line at the same time where just before he kills Dooku and he goes, do it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I fucking love that line. And it's, and it's you just see the hint of the, um, of of Palpatine coming yeah, out and it's, coming it's, oh, it's so so good and it's hilarious it's a hilarious film yeah. but then unlike other Star Wars films the comedy's earned and then yes. the sad bits yes. are just really fucking sad Which, I think this is the uh, thing I love as well about this is like because we've already kind of talked about like almost the teacher and like bratty child relationship that they have in this film I very much believe that but by the time we get to the end of the the, the Anakin and Obi Wan fight, I believe the the reaction. Oh, you were my brother, Anakin. I mm. loved you. I, I believe that, and I really hope. I know Paul's not a fan of the thought of Vader and the Obi Wan series. I hope we get flashbacks where we see them having the relationship that they had during, like in between, like Episode Two and Episode Three. Obviously, I still want the the fight. Uh, that I believe will happen. I know Paul doesn't want that, but I really want it. But at least I, I'll, I'll be happy. If we don't get that fight, I'll be happy if we see flashbacks of Anakin and Obi-Wan together if we're not going to get Vader and uh, Obi-Wan. Paul, I feel as if you were shaking your head quite a lot. So I'll come to you next, mate. What did you think of this film and obviously what I've just said there? Um, well, about the, the Obi-Wan thing, uh, I'm totally fine with flashbacks. I mm. think uh, another... Vader and Obi-Wan fights just gonna send every last bit of meaning that these fights have down the toilet. So uh, I'm not not looking forward to if that happens. We'll see how they do it, but I'm just not not a yeah. fan of that. But for Revenge of the Sith, uh, my positives were Palpatine. It's his movie. Everything he does yeah. is gold. Um, you know, just any scene he's in, he's just enjoying the, the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> watching Anakin slowly turn in particular, I love the choice scene. Uh, now, you, one could argue there maybe is too many lightsaber battles, but you can justify... Wrong. No such thing. You, you can justify them all in this, you know, um, the what he needs to resolve this thing with Dooku. Obi-Wan needs to go away and what's the best way to keep him occupied but with a lightsaber? Anakin needs to make the choice. The choice is done perfectly. The choice scene in particular is great with Mace Windu. Um, the one, obviously, you didn't, that needs to happen is Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, seeing Yoda and Sidious, of course, was something that we've always that one. That one I wouldn't have minded not being in it, uh, getting the lightsaber. If that was just like a force battle, I'd have been cool with that. If, if Yoda I mean, didn't his lightsaber in that one. That's kind of what turns it into did, the yeah, come out that. first but then it becomes basically like throwing those uh, senate like pods around at each other yeah. which is pretty cool and uh, yeah finally the, the final battle in that and seeing um, 
Anakin's relationship with Obi Wan, you know, and seeing him because he's like a he is a teenager sort of thing in the second yeah. one, and then by now he's a young man and he's sort of matured about the wars of matured him and uh, yeah, no, it's just there's I have nothing. It's a Greek tragedy story this one, and it's you know a hero turning into a villain. It's Macbeth in a way, you know. It's just. Still going, with this, still going with this Shakespeare analogy, are we? Shakespeare, I totally am, yes. <laughs> it's all poetry, my, it all rhymes. It, it does all rhyme. But um, my negative, and it's not a big one, but uh, I would have uh, even more Jedi die in Order 66. So, like, um, I would have more... I know they have to be spread out across the galaxy. Play the game. I get that i know <laughs> but i'm talking about jedi we know from the yeah, film no, i agree so like i know they're spread out across galaxy but what i would have is anakin kill more of the jedi we know that we know they'd recognize the yeah. temple yeah and i get then, that then have random ones like shot by the clones i do love the scene my favorite jedi death i think from 66 is uh mundi's where the boots just stop oh and he's like, he's like, come on, let's go. And then the you just oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. They're just like, and he's like, what? And then my my two favorite deaths are the first one is the 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 young man where he goes, Master Skywalker, they tell you, what are we going to do? <laughs> Fucking kill me, love that. No, I'm only kidding. We man, I'm just jealous that you were in a Star Wars movie and I wasn't. Um, but the other <laughs> one, uh, the other one I liked was the bit where it was the, they were going to um, Bail Organa. Where they're like, oh, there's been a mutiny where you need to leave. The young, I don't know if he has a name, but the young Jedi that comes out and stuff. I was like, because again, I was 14 oh, yeah. and I was going, that's what I would do. I'd pull my lightsaber out and I'd try and nerk as many of them as I could. And I just liked that. The idea, again, I'll reiterate it. If you haven't played the game, play the game. Um, yes. I have played the game. You didn't like it. Did you get to that point? I just didn't feel like continue playing it. But uh... <sighs> it kills me. It absolutely kills me. <laughs> Lara, what about you? What do you think of uh, Revenge of the Sith? I wrote <clears throat> that Revenge of the Sith is the Thor Ragnarok of Star Wars. Oh, that is a big compliment <laughs> in my eyes, by the way. Oh yeah, no, no, it's an end, it's a compliment. Because yeah. because the previous episode is like, you're like, mm, it's okay, yeah. it's good. Mm. And then they come in and they're just, it's just funny. And it's like, good funny, it's not. Mm. And they don't, they're clearly not taking themselves as seriously. And Ewan McGregor is obviously having a whale of a time. It's yeah. just so obvious. He's having a great time. Um, and uh don't know if Joe mentioned this before the podcast. I realised about halfway through watching this film that I'd never seen it all the way through. I don't know how this happened. My dad is a massive, massive sci-fi, but he's more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars fan. So I, I think I'd seen it. <laughs> Don't worry, Paul. I've got a photo of that for the for my social media. Fantastic. Jen, um, it was it was stunning because I got to watch someone watch Order sixty six happen for yeah. the first time for them, and like of course Lara sat with me playing through like the games, watching some of the shows yeah. where you see clips of Order sixty six. Mm -hmm. So just watching her watch that was well. How did that feel, Lara? Watching that, I knew it was coming. Right, and this it was it was it wasn't that long before. I mean, Order sixty six is quite near the end. I want to say basically we were watching it through, and every now and then I'd be like, I don't remember this scene. Is this like an added extra? Is this new? Did they add this? And he's like, No, no, it's been it since the beginning. And I was like, Okay, I don't remember this scene. And it turned out that I 
mostly just seen like clips and clips. bits that people yeah. have responded to but because i'd seen almost the whole movie like that i just thought it was one or two scenes and then we got to order 66 and i was like yeah i know what's happening but i've never seen this before <laughs> and i cried <laughs> I get that though. It is such a beautiful scene, as you say. Like Paul's brought up, like th there's so many really good deaths in it. Again, I think is it is it Kong? You you guys are better with the no, uh, the names. Plut, yeah, Plokun. His death again when he was in the Shut in the, the ship. Oh. Brilliant. Oh. The, the reaction of Yoda when he feels it in the force and his wee walking stick goes, and again like an absolute G just backflips, takes two heads off, and you're going, mate. Jedi's are brutal. Another point I maybe don't like is this cramming in things that we didn't necessarily need. We didn't need Chewbacca being his pal. We don't need yeah. that. We, again, it was a lovely wee scene, but again, we didn't really need that. But like to me, there's just so many lines. Again, I talked about the one, do it. The the execute order 66. I say it every time I hear it. Um, the the see, I liked Grievous. I thought Grievous was really cool. I still to this day don't really know what he fucking is because he has a robot with lungs. Go on, Paul. Yeah, that, educate me. Uh, he's a Kalish. That's his alien. Means absolutely he, fuck he, up was, to me. Was, I don't know what a little. Here's a little backstory for you. Dooku, uh, Dooku orders his race is like in a war with another race, and the Republic mm -hmm. helps the other race and not his race. That's why he hates Jedi. Um, mm. And Dooku or knows he's a great warrior, and Dooku orders his ship to be crashed in the crash. He basically needs all of his organs like replaced and whatnot, so he gets put in this droid suit. And uh, yeah, they turn him into this metal monstrosity. Nice. And both Dooku and Grievous um, uh, represent Darth Vader, like Dooku being the traitor Sith Lord and Grievous being the metal. Yeah, the metal man. That's yeah. awesome. Oh. This is why oh, Paul makes you. these Star Wars podcasts every time. It's also, uh, Joseph, I've, I've while seen, I remember the, the deleted scene for, for this film is uh, revolves around Padme. Um, there's fighting Grievous, yeah, where she's trying <laughs> to. Uh, there's a scene where she's trying to basically they're going. Palpatine's not giving up any of his power yet, and the war's going on, and we're worried he's not going to. So they start having the chats about forming basically what would be the rebel alliance mm -hmm. and and you can kind of see as well in the film hinting little bits at this but originally what they were sort of gonna do was have um make anakin make palpatine think anakin padme was having an affair with obi-wan and they didn't mm -hmm. do that but you can i mean there was slight slight hints of that with the the mm -hmm. you betrayed me for him and stuff like that yeah um but again See, i even like about that yeah, oh, there's, yeah the, there's, the, there's another deleted scene where Obi-Wan oh. does go and see Padme and, it, and it's Paul please correct me because you're the font of this um, he he's, he's basically speaks to her, her and be like you know Anakin he's going down a slippery slope and she's like oh I haven't noticed it and he's like well you and I both know that you two are shagging so <laughs> I'm not saying it, you're not saying it, but we both know. Well, can we just can we uh, just clarify as well? It's canon. That's exactly the accent that he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just lets go. He just lets the Scottish come out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear both shagging, and it's basically he's he's going. I support this, but I can't say I support it because mm -hmm. I know you make each other happy, and mm -hmm. it's a really nice, touching scene where we see how much Obi Wan cares for Anakin and how much yeah. he cares for Padme, and I'm so sad it was left on the cutting room floor. Mm. Mm. Yeah, makes... no, I agree. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I think I think to to go on again a wee bit more about you and McGregor. It's it's my favourite hello there as well. I know it's the meme. I know it's the gif. It's fucking brilliant when he drops in. Again, I say it every time he comes on screen. Um, so Joseph, you you kind of alluded to it as well. So let's just give my it its own tone. time. Is that your text tone? <laughs> That's amazing. Fantastic. I, I might I might need to steal that from. Oh, yeah, I okay. remember that because okay. we were sitting waiting to start filming and it went off and I mind just looking at you, Paul, and you're just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> this mutual bond between us all we're like oh, so good. you too um <laughs> joseph brought up the the opera scene uh, if we were to give a wee mm. bit of time to that it's probably oh. visually it's one of the most stunning because again it, it sticks out in this like it's very much a battle scene you get lightsaber fights and you've got the, the the big set piece fight at the end through all the lava and all this kind of oh. stuff but for this just to be sat just two people just sitting having a conversation with whatever the fuck's going on in the background and it gives you so much context to as well, just the power that these these beings have. Like obviously, Joseph, you talked about the the midichlorians and stuff. This kind of somewhat interlinks with me the fact that they are able to now not only manipulate life but manipulate death, which ultimately leads obviously to to Anakin turning his back on the the light side and stuff like that. But yeah, what go on, Joseph? You brought it up, so you it's, can start us off. First and foremost, it's the most important scene in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the point where Palpy gets his wee grubby, wrinkly fingers on Anakin and gets him underneath his, pretty much like secured underneath his hold. And it's a film where there's a lot of action, a lot of fighting, and there's just, it's a wonderful, but actually really well-written monologue that Ian McDermott like, um, manages to play out. And the he has mined that script for subtext. He's mined it for all the emotion that you can wring out of it. And we're sitting there as an audience going, yeah, okay, what happened next? And we're pretty much playing the part of Anakin here as we're just being drawn into it by this wonderfully oily, creepy, but so oily. seductive speech. Go on. Yeah. And, and, you, and you just see Anakin fall at that point. You just see him go... Oh shit! I I know what I need to do now. I need I need to jump up with this boy. But any other person in that situation going like would be like, I don't know. How, how do you know so much about the Sith? <laughs> I something's near right here. Something doesn't add up. Yeah, there's lots there's lots of stuff when it comes to that, and I'll come to, I'll come to Lara next just about that particular scene. But there's loads of stuff in this. It's like, it's like the only negatives I've got. I watch this going, Anakin sitting your ass when fucking. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, just you stay here. It's one of those moments on TV and film, like the whole Ross saying the wrong name at the altar and friends, where I've I've seen it however many times, but there's still that part of me going, just just stay where you are and your missus <laughs> will stay alive and you'll get to bring up your reins. Just stay where you are. And he doesn't. And, and it's the other thing, that scene where you see all the Jedi go and try and kill or try and capture uh, the Emperor. Mate, those other Jedis were absolute wet wipes, man. Like they, they all die so easily. So, w- would the... you like? Would you like the in lore explanation? Is it the scream? <laughs> it's the big pa- scream. Partly, partly the scream. Yes. Um, partly the scream disorientates them basically. And fuck off. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 the, the scream is a technique called force scream. And it's like something meant to disorient it. And Mate. he's meant to be moving at like a speed that they just can't keep up with. And the only people, reason Mace Windu can when... keep up with is because he's got his own lightsaber style yeah. that helps him. 
people went nuts when there was like healing powers getting brought in and like the the force projection why is this the first time hearing of a force scream like that is <laughs> but, nuts. but andrew andrew did you notice the super did you, did you notice the super speed in phantom menace oh my god that was so good oh yeah that never, comes, that never comes back ever that again never comes back you know you know the bit where it's like you know they use super speed at the start but obi-wan doesn't use his fucking super speed to get to qui-gon jinn yeah that's again is, <laughs> oh that's there's a good point of, there's loads of me tiny things like that he's, tired. Yeah. He's, yeah, tired. He's, he's tired he's tired he's, he's not found enough collectibles in the game to, to reach <laughs> it back he's up. got he's got the right red brick yes he's not got the code for the red brick exactly uh, Lara, have you got any, uh, any thoughts on the, the opera scene before we move on? I wanted to, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, just to clarify, but I wanted to enjoy it more, but because it's a meme. Yeah. Or like, like it's, it's, it's like when you've, like, you're singing a song and you've heard the lyrics so many times, you're not really paying attention to what they mean anymore. You're just like yeah. singing the words. And that's what it's like when you're watching something that you've heard regurgitated a million times by all of your friends and everyone online, and you're just like, not really taking in who Darth Pelagius the Wise actually is and what's going on here until Joe sitting next to you is like, and and this means, and this means this bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that and that's what this means. And I'm like, okay, honey, can I just watch the film, please? <laughs> Paul, anything to add? Um, it sends chills still to this day down my spine when he comes to the end and he's just like, is it possible to learn this? Not from a Jedi. Just with another, he's, got so, he's got so many iconic lines in this film. I fucking adore it. He does it so well. It does. It does do it so well. Yeah, for me, for me, I love this film. So we'll move on to the ranking of it. So, so far we've got Phantom Menace at one and Attack of the Clones two. Do we believe it is better than Attack of the Clones? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Across the board. And do we believe it's better than Phantom Menace? Yes. Yes also across the board so our new leader is episode three revenge of the sith now this will be interesting this is the first time where i don't really know where people will sit because we are now moving on to in chronological order the second star wars story produced mm -hmm. which was a star wars story solo i have so, some thoughts then let's <laughs> let's begin with yourself then lara what is okay your right so I didn't enjoy it at the start. Right. I did not like the beginning. And, and Joe might get annoyed at me because I think we're about to say very similar things about this film because I think we had a very similar opinion. But um, it should have started at the heist. It should have started, as Joe put it, in media res and just gone from there because at that point, that's when I started liking it. And all the bits at the beginning just seemed really unnecessary. And just like start where they've already got the team together or with a, a heist before that. And then they do the second heist. Anyway, I'll let Joe get more into that and how that, that would work. But yeah, and then I looked up the behind the scenes stuff and it turns out that they reshot 70% of the film after yeah. they changed director. And I was like, that's probably the 70% that I enjoyed then. Because <laughs> it felt like that kind of split. Yeah. That I started liking it and then I was like, I liked the rest of it. And it was mm -hmm. good all the way to the end. But it's just the very beginning. I just... I think the humour in the first run was very improvisational and mm. then whatever producer who watched it was like this isn't working for me and i think they changed over i think the the writer from what i found and this is wikipedia so obviously it might not be 100 percent true the uh 
the writer got annoyed at the the direction of the the, the comedy because they weren't actually filming the script word for word what mm -hmm. they'd written and they were like this is too funny we don't like it it's not supposed to be this funny yeah, yeah. so for, for, for context the 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 directors was it lord and miller i think so yeah yeah. Who, yeah who have done some fantastic movies um so for me when i heard that they were off this because i'd heard the same thing it was like it was it was too funny it was too um improv -y and and things like that but like phil lord and the, the movies that he does i absolutely adore so he's done stuff like the lego movie he's done uh, into the spider verse he's done the, the jump street movies he's done the netflix animated movie mitchell's versus the machines so i like their humor mm -hmm. um but you you said a word lara that, that i completely agree with but it was just i don't know i just didn't i just didn't think this movie was necessary i thought it was so unnecessary mm -hmm. like i think it's an okay film there's stuff in it that i like yeah but my biggest thing is did we need it and i think that's the thing that i kind of say for most of the star wars decisions that i'm seeing is like mate it's a galaxy far, far the galaxy's massive it doesn't need to be this linear storyline fair enough the episodes episodes one through nine right we're, we're telling the, the the skywalker saga cool that's fine but we're going to do these offshoot movies where we can tell other stories that have happened in the galaxy Mm -hmm. We're going to tell a, 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 a how Han Solo got his name. He was standing in a queue and some dick a, a receptionist just gave him it. It's pointless. Like to me, and I don't, I, this is by no means for people that were involved in the film and the people that were in it. I thought, I thought, um, I'm going to need to look up his name because I can't, I won't say it off the top of my head. Alden Ehrenreich, I thought he'd done a good job. I mm -hmm. thought Donald Glover was great as Lando. I love oh, yeah. Harrelson. I love Amelia Clark. Um, Paul Bettany's in it. It's it's got a fucking wonderful cast, and and they all do good jobs. But I'm like, I don't need it. I don't feel as if I'm invested. I don't feel as if it's it. it I I just don't think it's a necessary film. Um, my favorite part of the film was when when Darth Maul showed up. That's really oh. all I've got to say about the about the movie. I was gonna say I didn't feel like the Darth Maul bit was needed, but then that's someone who's not. Well, huge into Darth Maul. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't think it was. I don't think it was necessarily needed. But like, yeah, like I was like, oh, they've brought him back to live action, and now what are they doing with? Fuck all. Well, yeah. they might still. I don't know. But like at the minute, like this film came out in two thousand and eighteen. We're now in twenty twenty two, and there is no sign of Maul being used in, in in any capacity. But again, it's it's going back over old story like you've got stuff i know it's not canon but you've got like the old stuff like the old republic and there's 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 so much that they could they could do and i was just going like did we really need a a, a solo standalone so, yeah a solo the, solo the yeah a solo solo exactly in particular is um strange because when he comes back in clone wars he basically mm -hmm. starts his own crime syndicate he like forcibly shoves out other ones and basically makes them join his and then that all sort of falls to bits and then the end of clone wars happens and you see him again in rebels now in rebels he doesn't have a crime syndicate and rebels is after this time yeah so sometime between what at the end of clone wars and the whenever this movie in the rebels, start of rebels yeah he apparently has some other crime syndicate. I have not read, I don't read all the canon comic stuff, but uh, I had not heard anything about him doing that. Maybe there is. Uh, but all I know is, end of Clone Wars, he doesn't have a crime syndicate. 
and in the start of Rebels, he doesn't have a crime syndicate, so somewhere in there, he apparently gets one. But um, for me, Solo is possibly, it sort of goes between Solo and Rogue One, might be my favourite uh, Disney Star Wars film. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. Like Interesting. Tell me, tell me why. To me, and I actually agree with your point, it's not particularly necessary. necessary. Yeah. Um, but it's the Star Wars film that feels the most like Star Wars to right, me. Right, okay. Um, my positives include the cast are really strong and make the film. Even Chewbacca. I think Chewbacca is at his best in this compared to some of the more recent films. Just like little things like right at the end where they're having the Sabacc game. Mm-hmm. He like shows Chewie his cards and Chewie's like, oh, no, no, mm-hmm. you're doomed. It's little things like that. Uh, Lando, fantastic. I like Beckett. He's a great character. Yeah. Uh, although they do just kill off a big character like Aura Singh, just like that. With yeah. Him. Really sure. It's like, whoa, whoa. What are you doing here? But um, so the cast for me make this. I particularly also like Dryden Voss. I think he's a really fun villain. Mm-hmm. He's got this fantastic, like, false sympathy. So it's like, oh, Beckett, I heard about Val. Oh, it's awful. Let me know. You know, like, uh, and then immediately they go in. My, one of my favorite scenes in the whole film is like, so my boss basically doesn't tolerate failure. So Here's what he's going to tell me to do. I need you to give me a reason not to kill you. And it's like, they're all like coming up with these ideas. I love that scene. It's so funny. And the humour in this, I think, is the funniest film I think Disney have done. Um, and it's that's, fun. That's not to think that that's, this is the funniest, but they actually like sacked off like two of the funny, like yeah. two of the directors that are most known for comedy, mm-hmm. but this still kind of hits those, those mm-hmm. funny kind of notes. Totally. And my last uh, positive is uh, fun seeing what it's like to be a grunt on the battlefront as a stormtrooper. So, like, see when you cut to that scene and he's like, it's explosions, they're just dying left, right and centre and, like, even the officer gets blown apart and stuff. I thought that was really cool. You know, you just, like, it's a glimpse of something you wouldn't really see. And then they, like, ask him, well, why are we here? And it's like, to bring glory to the Empire and store (laughs) order, of course. (laughs) It's like, um, so I, I think it's it's a really fun. It does go between this and Rogue One for me, uh, and I, I'll need to make my mind up. But for Solo, I I actually really enjoy it. Interesting. That's so like I I, I this is the thing. I don't hate this film, but I couldn't disagree more. Like I just I just thought I don't know if it's just I have this mindset where I'm going. I don't really need this, so I don't invest myself in it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's so funny. That I, I, I didn't think that, that that would be your opinion, Paul. That's so interesting. Joseph, go on. Fun. Oh, yeah. oh, it's definitely fun. Um, like, yeah, it's it's a, it's strange. I don't, I don't think it's the best, but I don't hate it either. It's mm-hmm. it's a Star Wars film, and it's very Star Wars. But other places, it's not very Star Wars. Like the whole given hand this really meaningful relationship to start off with and then it's like oh we get to know how he's called han solo a we a, a gadget and a cue gives it to him a bit shit like if we had started in like media res as lara alluded to like just just kick off with action like episode three does kick off with action han's already like 
immersed in this wee crew and we get to see him being roguish because at the start he's not he's like oh i love you i love you babe we're gonna get off this rock together and like <laughs> fucking john travolta and what's her pus fly off on a magical car <laughs> like that's what it felt like to me well the worm from june showed up though that which is pretty good i thought that um, was quite a cool like because that a, was practical effects as well it was, so a, it was a really good practical effect mm -hmm. i loved it um like if it I did like a whole wee paragraph of like how I would have made the film. I would have made it like it start like Baby Driver, where like Han is the getaway driver. Well, so we see how a good pilot he is, mm. and then like a couple of the folk die. Woody Harrelson's like, ah, we don't need them. It shows like how Han's like, ah, I don't trust this cunt. We'll get back to that later at the end of the, the climax of the film, and then they've got one more score to do. We'll get that score. We'll retire to a, a beach in the Bahamas, and we'll be we'll live in it up Kushte. The score is Chewbacca, and they're like, oh, oh no, what's going on here? Woody Harrelson's like, oh, let's sell him to the gladiator pits. There we go. Han's like, nah, nah, son, let's not do that. He's good, we could use him. And then there's a conflict, and then the scene, then the um, film would play out pretty much the same. I think it would, there needed more conflict between Han and um, Beckett, because it just really didn't feel like it was there for me. There is no way you can look me in the eye and tell me you've not done Star Wars fanfiction. There is not a fucking chance I will believe <laughs> that you've never just sat down and, and wrote I've your... never. I've never, I've never, that. I've never, like, sat down and wrote anything. I've, I've sat, like, drinking a crate of bud with my pals. And we've just we've just put it out in the world. But no, like I like but I think Paul Bentley does an amazing job. He, like, oh, yeah. That's one of my favourite really scenes, the ones. one that Paul yeah, says, and yeah. um, with just him being like, Oh yeah, my, my boss is gonna uh do this funny wee thing. He's gonna tell me to kill you. So uh let's let's have fun with that. Yeah. Um I love all the little knickknacks he's got in his room because I'm pretty sure there's lightsaber sitting there as well. He's got mm. some Mandalorian armor sitting in the back. It's wonderful. I thought the Darth Maul stuff was unnecessary at all i didn't need it. it was like i am very well aware it was a cheap pop and it, and yeah. it worked for me it made me pop i was like oh my mm. god it's darth maul oh my god he's got metal legs he's just showed us who he is because he's put his lightsaber out but again I thought, it's uh, yeah unnecessary i thought that like the deep space star wars shit is so cool i love eldritch horror with, with the big that. vacuum eater. With the big oh, yeah. vacuum and like the big thing that just when it's getting sucked into the gravity well, just all the skin is stripped off of it and it's just a yeah. shell. Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> I love I love anything sort of like warp speed stuff, which I will mm -hmm. come to later on in another film that we'll be talking <laughs> about. See, um, see actually what they do in this film is actually quite good because um George Lucas heard this when he first made a new hope and then just like just say that basically it's the famous line it's the ship that made the kessel run in less than 12 parsecs mm -hmm. which is a measurement of uh time distance, distance. Yeah. Uh, sorry distance not time and um basically what they do is like they explain that yeah mm -hmm. they made i like it in that a short i like that it's just the distance you know it's a shortcut but it's like the taking the shortcut is like the most horrendous thing in the world. See, again, this is what I feel this film was about, is to give him his name and show us the castle run. I was going, is there anything else really of they, note other than... And like, the thing is, they delivered, they delivered on it. No, they they delivered on the three things that make Han Solo Han Solo. His name, how he got his reputation, and how he got his dog. Yeah. And th <laughs> they did it. <laughs> Do you know the thing as well is like, and again, I, I, I'm very aware of maybe a big reason. There's no lightsaber stuff in it, and I'm a fucking fiend for lightsaber stuff. I love that. And I know I did like, I did like the fact that, um, 
Did you not the, like the Paul Bettany's glowy daggers? No, but that's I, like gonna, them. I, I did like that fight. And again, like again, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going. There's no lightsabers. I'm not. I don't like this fight. It's not like that. <laughs> but like to me, it's a big thing in me. Is like when I play the games, I get to be a Jedi. Like I want to be a Jedi. I want to be Spider Man. So like if I can live vicariously through watching these films, brilliant, amazing. Um, and I think that was just it was just something that was missing for me. But everything you like, this is the thing as well. Is I feel as if I'm being disparaging to this film. I'm not at all. I agree with everything that you have said. There's so much good in this. I enjoyed the Kessel Run stuff. There's some fucking gorgeous shots with the vacuum stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I'm going. I don't know. I just think I, I, these Star Wars stories. I'm going. There's so many other characters that you could look at. I don't think a a, a Han Solo origin story was was quite necessary. Um, the other question I wanted to ask, just because nobody's brought them up, is what did we think of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's droid? Oh, oh. I was avoiding that. <laughs> I, I actually found her quite funny. Uh, I thought droid activist is actually quite a funny idea. Mm. Um, and it was particularly, you know, she's shouting at the droids fighting, alluding to the <laughs> fact that Lando uh, gets it on with her. I'm like, fair dues you know yeah because is it, not, is it like, not a thing that he gets it on with just like everything just about mm-hmm. everything so it's yeah. just like uh, any species yeah. any sex any whatever so it's just um you know just that line where it's like sometimes i think maybe <laughs> but, <no. laughs> but that's uh, i think i think for me again i thought the casting was good because obviously it was funny you brought up uh baby driver was he um ansel elgore was he, 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 not he was in he, he was, was in up the for solo for as well solo. Yeah. Um I think Kingley was as well, uh, Harry Styles. Which I think mm. at the time would have been like shocking, whereas you see what he's mm. doing now with mm. obviously the Eternals and spoilers. Um and 1917. Like he's obviously moving, he's dipping his toe more into acting. But yeah, for me, I'm not as big on this film as others, but I'll let's move on to the ranking list because I think this is the first time I think we're going to have some arguments. Oh, yes. I just realised I haven't actually given clarity to this. So, in the event of a tie, I remove myself and it will be my three lovely guests that actually oh, make so no if there pressure. is a tie, my vote will be removed because last time I think I made the, the executive decision, whereas this time I'm leaving it up to you lovely people. So, no, let's no talk about solo a star wars story is it better than attack of the clones i would yes. say no yes no. i would say no oh my <laughs> did you say no no i said it's it's not better that's why i'm putting it well that's it then it's it's it stays number four in our list that is at the bottom Paul, mate, I thought you were going to go there. That's so funny. I know you did. That I have so got funny. Attack of the Clones the lowest on my list. I gave Attack of the Clones a 2 out of 10. Oh, I no, am, it's better I'll, than a 2. I'll be okay, honest. Two and a half. I, I had it pretty low on my list, and then Paul may have changed my mind a little bit, so I moved it. <laughs> That's how he gets you. That's how Paul gets you. He's a charismatic little boy. That's amazing. And with that, we are now four movies deep and we're moving on to the fifth one chronologically, which is another, the first Star Wars story that was done by Disney, Rogue One. Who would like to start us off on Rogue One? I'll go first. Go on, baby boon. Rogue One is a 10 out of 10 Star Wars film. Rogue One is a 10 out of 10 Star Wars film. It delivers on everything. 
and this will this will tell you tell you why. I watched the entire film and only took five notes because I oh, was too good. engrossed in this film. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. It wasn't it was just open and shut Star Wars story, which I think works a lot better. If you want to do long running stories, it needs to be on like a serial like a televised sort of thing. It needs to be episodic as opposed to movisodic, if that's a right word. <laughs> it's there's no backstory, there's no exposition dump, there's no hammy or awkward dialogue. It's perfect pacing. It makes you care for each of the characters. And it gives you this devastating ending, but with one last glimmer of hope right at the end, which is what Star Wars is all about. It's about that wee little hope. It's about the underdog winning. The the only notes I've got is Mads Mikkelsen is here. 10 out of 10. Beautiful opening. Just imposingly stunning that the, the, the ship overhead contrasted with like the um the wee farm. Ben Mendelssohn's here. It's lovely. And then I've wrote C3PO walked so K2SO could run. Fuck C3PO, I've not said that enough. K2, yeah, K2SO wins that film for me. If you want yeah. a like a perfect droid companion that speaks, R2 still my boy. K2SO is just Alan Tudyk smashes it. Everyone smashes it. It's it's just yeah. it's it's wonderful. You've got um, is it is it uh, Donnie Yen? As Donnie Chiru? Yen, yep. Oh, I, like watching this film, I like I said to Laris like we need to watch more kung fu films because Donnie oh, Yen's just entirely just oh, is, that, um, is it Ip or IP man? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember. Is it Ip or IP man? Do I think you know? it's IP man. IP man. Those are the films he's like famous for. Mm -hmm. um, like, and he's just crazy kung fu stuff. And you just don't uh, know how I feel. I know he's force sensitive. In it. Not a Jedi, but Force sensitive. I love the fact that he just walks about, just like I am one with the Force. The Force is with. I love. I, I, think I it love works so that. Well. I, yeah. I don't so know well. how I feel about him beating a whole squadron of stormtroopers with a stick. I believe he could do it in real life. That's why I have no issue with it. Um, <laughs> possibly yes, no. Just because he's not a Jedi and he's yeah, but he is Force sensitive. A stick. They're all. So, I know so that I argument. It, but, I'll remember this, Paul, and I want to know your thoughts on Leia in Episode Eight. With just just with that, okay. because she's not a Jedi and she does some cool stuff. Mm. So that is that is my. I'll, I will get. To, sure? We'll get to that there. It's pretty fucking cool, and you can shut your mouth, Andrew. <laughs> uh, but but I do I do like Chirrut as a character and Baze. Uh, they are they are really cool. It was just I, just that one moment I was thinking. Hmm, I do know a wee no, bit I of just... trivia. A wee bit of trivia about um. Uh, those two actors who played Chirrut and Baze. Uh, two of my pals went to Star Wars celebrations when this was announced, the Star Wars celebrations after Rogue nice. One was announced. And they're sitting on the panel. And I can't remember who it was. It was either the actor that plays Baze or the actor that plays Chirrut. And they're answering questions. She go and he goes, oh, yeah, when me and Donnie's characters die. Oh, I, I just... And this this whole room of star wars fans i think see, see to be fair and again that's a horrible thing to like kind of have ruined for you but at the point i'm going there's ever a movie where you feel as if everyone is gonna die in this film it's this one it's well this one. oh that's well segue. so we saw this in the cinema at midnight. right at midnight so we basically started going to all of the the midnight showings we did we didn't see solo but we saw the rest of them i did and just as a note there most of them were sold out but solo was not well 
well, we got in quite early, so we probably could have seen Solo if we'd actually made the effort, but we didn't. Um, anyway, uh, so we went to see Rogue One, and I did not like it the first time I saw it, because it made me sad. <laughs> because so, yeah, I didn't I know, I didn't know everyone was going to die, and I didn't like have any kind of because, as as you know from the Loki episode, I don't, I don't know anything about films going in most of the time or shows. I just kind of <laughs> go in, right? I'm going in, and I hadn't really, hadn't watched all of the you know prequels very recently or the original trilogy or anything. So I go in, and I'm like, okay, Star Wars film, it's going to be good. It's going to make me maybe be a bit sad, but it's going to make me feel good at the end. And it did not, and I did yeah, not like it, like and it. I was determined it was the worst, and when we did our first list, before we rewatched them, I had it at the bottom. Wow. Yeah. And then we rewatched it, and I was like, going in, knowing that they're going to die, yeah. it's now at the top. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so Very complete interesting. Well, it's, it's second, I think. I think I put it second, I did. Um, but, yeah, so I've gone a full 180. I love this film. It's great. It's so well done. The pacing isn't off. The humor isn't off. It's just, it's just a good movie, and it's a good Star Wars movie. And having just watched the prequels, so I actually get what's happening and like yeah. the, the the how stressful it is and what they, and how important it is that they do this. It's a lot better. Because before I was like, they just they just go in into a place and everyone's dying. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> And, and oh, how, okay. did, how did how did you feel about when um it's that that bit in front of the control panel, Lara? I want I would like you to talk about that moment just outside oh, the okay. vault. Yeah, I cried again. <laughs> I'm starting to, see, starting to see a pattern here, Lara. <laughs> I I get very emotional with movies. I've always said that that with movies or any media, as long as it makes sense in its own universe, I will get invested. So as yeah. long as it's not breaking its own rules, even if it's absolutely ridiculous. As long as it yeah. doesn't break its own rules, I am invested 100%, and I will cry when a character dies, especially if it's K2SO, because he's amazing, and he's so funny, and he is a million times better than C-3PO. Oh, oh yeah, that's not, that's, not, that's not even, <laughs> not even, not even a question, mate. It's not what, even a question. What is with the C-3PO here? I like him in the originals! I like him in the originals! The stupid I, C-3PO. real robot in the last film's fucking better than C-3PO, at least he's oh, useful. Fine. God, that's sick, man. Fucking protocol droid. Honestly. But I had, I had just seen all the prequels where C-3PO was really getting on my nerves, and then yeah. in comes K2SO, and I'm like, you are funny, <laughs> you can stay. And then the, he does the it. The bit in Phantom Menace where he's like, uh, I'm C-3PO, human cyborg relations. What do you mean I'm naked? My parts are showing. Oh, <laughs> goodness. You know, that's... It's no, gold, Andrew. It's not gold selling, not because he's selling, not wearing any of his coverings. He's I got, I got, I got, I Forget the joke. I get the joke. I'm sorry. The man that was put in a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I'll come at you next, mate. Uh, I'm very interested to see what you said because obviously about solo that you actually prefer solo over Rogue One. So what what do you think of this oh, movie? Interesting. I do like Rogue One. I watched Rogue One's the last one I watched. It's the one I watched today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, I've always liked Rogue One. Um, but like I said, I think Solo feels more like a Star Wars film. Rogue One is a film in which takes place in the Star Wars universe and Star Wars things are in it. But it's not a Star Wars film. It's a war film. And it's very different. The tone's different. Like, I, I know what I'm saying sounds odd, 
but it's it's tonally it's not a sigh fantasy film it's a gritty war film the rebels kill spies they don't need you know they're they're not the good guys clean cut mm-hmm. they're the the gritty rebels that kill and assassinate people and they explore that and i'm perfectly fine with that um i think for me some of the the positives i'll start with k2 and krennic are my two favorite characters uh, particularly krennic i think he's a great uh, villain and i love that the way he dies is him looking up at his own creation which then yeah. and disintegrates him um it's a great serious tone for a star wars film you know it's like i said it's very different um and then finally the vader hall scene uh, which is apparently <laughs> which was apparently a reshoot I think so. They did reshoot this once, I think, and they they added that in. And I'm yeah, like, there was there was a few reshoots in this I'm, film. I can I'm so ingrained well. in like in like stupid movie internet humor that I thought Paul was going to say, and that Vader shoot, by the way, was totally improvised on the day. Just, <laughs> <laughs> the actor playing him just went nuts with a lightsaber on set. That's all it is. Um, see, seeing him go like that, yeah, that 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 was very cool. Just getting him. Showing him what he can do to a bunch of soldiers and why he's feared, you know, and stuff like that by the common uh, soldier people. But my negative for it is it's a bit, it's a bit long and slow in parts, and I don't think it needs to be. Probably because of the tone. Like I think if it's about the same length as other Star Wars films, I think there's enough funny or wacky stuff going on that it goes by a bit quicker but because it's so serious with the exception of k2 all the way through i think it does drag a bit and i think you could probably afford to get rid of the saw guerrera stuff i think that's of all the stuff don't really need it boar gullet boar gullet or no yeah <laughs> you know it's uh, yeah i agree with that i, w- um, I wouldn't yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't agree with that so yeah. i don't know if it's exactly needed but um i don't have too much you know, negative to say about this other than that. Uh, I think it's yeah. a great film. I just think it, it's like between Rogue One and Star Wars for me, it's kind of close for me. One's leans into the funny, one leans into the serious. Depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. So for me, I actually read the novel Catalyst before oh, right. okay. I went to see this film. And I would say it enhances it tenfold. I love this film, even without the book. So the book looks at the relationship between um, Krennic and um, uh, Galen Urso and his wife. So you, the, the the way the movie opens up, I literally finished the novel. My mates were sitting outside and I still had three, page, three pages to read. We were about to drive to the cinema. And I was like, you need to wait, I'm three pages for the end and then I'll be out. <laughs> so I finished the book and then went to see this film. So the way the film opens up with a young... Um, a young Jen or so, and then you see like Krennic kind of arise. I was like, I know this guy. Like I, I have just spent the best part of a week and a half reading this book. So I went in with a prior knowledge of these characters, and I liked these characters, and I understood who these characters were. So that enhanced it for me. But to go off on it, uh, Joseph's already kind of done it. So you've got Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan Tudyk, Donnie Yen, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Ben Mendelsohn, Riz Ahmed. The cast is absolutely stacked. And Paul said something that that maybe, I don't know if you were saying it as an against thing, this is the first Star Wars film 
that feels like a war film. And I loved that. I thought it was so fucking good. Um, for a, a, a movie series that is, again, constantly, you're on a fucking, you're on Tatooine, a sandy planet, or we're on Jakku, another sandy planet. Granted, there's sand here, but it looks different. The poster is bright, it's blue, it's lovely skies, it looks like fucking Hawaii. It's a different setting. There is a theme that I'll have with the later films that we're going to start talking about just now with the OG and the the... the the sequel trilogy i'm sick of the death star i'm absolutely fucking sick of it it's the same fucking thing every time but the creation of this where where you were on Jeddah and it wasn't at full power and you see what the effect is i was going that's cool that's different we see the beginnings of it and then my issue with solo was i didn't think it was necessary the plot behind this with the line many bothans have died to give to bring us this information this is a story that makes sense. How did they die? What happened? Tell us how they got the plans for the Death Star. There's a reason for the story. Go on, Paul. You can't make faces and then not join in. That's not what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Many Bothans is uh, Return of the Jedi. Fuck up, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> See, this was my thing as well. Joe also corrected me on either, this. Right, so either way, right, take the Bothans out of it. The, the idea of finding out who found the plans for the Death Star. I'm going, that's Actually, the story. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know, you raise a good point. They've not been on screen. There's no been any Bothans on screen. Yeah. That's weird. That's going to be the next the, Star Wars story. This, this should have been like... Where are they? This should have <laughs> been like... Throw one again. Come to introduce them. <laughs> Yeah, but the, but the idea of like we, we're going to find out how we've found the, the plans for the Death Star, I really like that. I'm going right, at least that's somewhat of a story rather than the solo thing where it's like there's, we're kind of making a story up to give him a film. It very much seemed like, oh, we've got a story to tell, let's do the film, whereas we solo it was, let's do a film and we'll think of a story to tell. Um, I do agree with you. I think the as much as he was in the novel as well, I think the you could cut the, the Saw Gerrera stuff Again, I know he was involved in, in the game and stuff like that, but it's it doesn't seem necessary to me. But the biggest thing I take out of this, as I agree with you, is K2SO is fucking phenomenal. It's so hard for me to pick my favourite droid now because I um, IG-11 and The Mandalorian, I also adore. K2SO is up there, obviously. R2 is up there. I've got a fondness for BB-8. Um, BD-1... From oh, Jedi oh, Fallen BD1 Order. is my boy. Mate, I love I love that droid. And when you seen the the other droid that like <laughs> him in and BD and Mando, like, Fett, I was like, <laughs> 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 uh, um, but yeah, I, mate, I absolutely adore this film. There's so many. It, it, the biggest thing for me is the fact that it's a war film. There's tanks. There's on ground combat. You've obviously got the, the the actual flight combat. I just I just love it. There's so many good characters in it. There's so many good performances. Again, Ben Mendelsohn, I, I haven't seen him in enough stuff. He's he's absolutely phenomenal, and I believe that character. I've got a couple of negatives for it. Um, the I don't know what you call it. The CG for Tarkin obviously wasn't up to scratch at that point. The the deep fake stuff. Yeah, where you could I tell would, it was computer. I, was... I would argue it's better than the look stuff. Yeah, it's it's far better. The new, like, the I, new I look thought... stuff or the old look stuff? The, uh, the, the new, new look stuff, stuff is ridiculous. Both. You think Ooh. it's better? Yeah. I think, oh, I, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Tarkin looked pretty good. Like I thought he it's obviously noticeable. Than Leia does. But... Yeah. There's like there's oh, like yeah, Leia's, Leia's, like, Leia's, Leia's eyes are just a little bit too big. 
Yeah. She's not but very. Think... She's not on screen for very long, so I think she they get away with it more with her. But I think it very much looks like Tarkin, and then the fact that, that the next film I see Tarkin, and I'm going, oh yeah, it yeah. definitely looks like him. <laughs> but I can tell it's a computer. Like, he looks uh, like however, a computer game. I think the best Tarkin iteration has got to be at the end of Revenge of the Sith when it's that. Oh yeah. he's just yeah. got the, the mask stretched across <laughs> his face, and he's moving like <laughs> he's moving like a like a, a huge muscly guy who can't turn his neck. Yeah, no, it was. It was really good. And I think the thing as well about this film that I liked and you've touched on is it's not a happy ending. I like no. that. It's different. I, I like the fact that it's not a happy ending and um, the, the fact that it was brought up Darth Vader doing his thing. It's another reason why I want to see him with a lightsaber in his hand in the Obi-Wan series because we don't get to see peak Vader. Like, there's novels and stuff and comic books where he's out slaughtering Jedis and killing all these people. I want to see that on the screen, and I believe this is the closest we're going to get is seeing the ending of this film, and then maybe what we're going to get in the Obi-Wan series, which I, I hope we do. Um, but yeah, for me, I absolutely adore this film. I think it's one of the best... Um, it's, de it's definitely the best Disney film, in my opinion. Um, that mm -hmm. Disney, And it's a thing that I've just realised, I should have said it before, uh, with Solo. I miss the Fox introduction. Same. I was yeah. going to say that. I Same. really miss the Fox introduction. Do you know what I'm talking about there, Larry? Pull the V face. <laughs> I don't think I do. It's <laughs> 20th century Fox. Oh, yeah. I guess we were watching them so fast, I didn't take in the intros. It was just when I started watching the, the OG stuff, and you get the you mm -hmm. get that, and I'm like, oh, oh, the nostalgia, and you get it, and I'm sure it's part of the one, two, and three as well. Yeah, and then no, I, I totally appeared, get that, Andrew. Yeah, I and agree. you just get the Lucas Lucas logo, and then it just, oh, yeah, and again, nice. it's it's a fucking wonderful opening when you get the the the, or, uh, the orchestra score first out. It's great. But it's just that wee thing you're just going oh mm -hmm. something's missing and i really do miss it mm. I, I totally agree just Completely pay for it just you don't even need to show it. just do do the disney castle but have the fox music so we're now at the point where we've all kind of gave our opinions of this film is there anything anybody else wants to add or talk about before we rank it uh just as i was saying like the war tone thing of the film isn't necessarily a negative uh, yeah. like I, I do think it's a positive it's just kind of like what you're going in for this film like yeah you're going in for this film to like feel like you're watching a star wars movie this isn't really the film i would say more yeah. solo for example mm -hmm. but if you're going in and you're like i'm up for trying something new within sort of star wars and this this is a perfect example of i like, think yeah just know. off the back of that it feels like the film for me feels like it's gone hey you've you've grown up watching star wars you like star wars yeah but now you're more mature you you'd like stories that aren't just like yay the good guys win and the bad guys <laughs> lost and the big thing's been blown up it's like it's gritty it's real and like I know the gritty realism thing is now overdone in a lot of franchises, but I think when this came out, it, it worked really, really well. <laughs> Where are the other deaths? <laughs> <laughs> that is the crossover we need. Oh yeah. Um I think yeah, I think that's that's I think that's why I needed to watch it a second time, because going into the cinema to see it, I just saw whatever whichever one was the one that came out before that, you know, I was expecting that kind of movie i was expecting the other movies i'd seen in the cinema and then i go in and i'm like everyone's dying when are the, when are the good guys gonna win what's happening i'm scared um and i don't normally like war movies so i think it just took knowing knowing the, what you were kind of setting yourself up for 
and knowing what the politics of Star Wars were more than I did back then. And I yeah. think I'm like, ah, now I understand why this is important. And I didn't back then. So fair. Oh, and uh, the Death Trippers. Amazing. Oh, I prefer the, the Clone Trippers, if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, see now, now I'm just thinking about all the good. But one of my favorite bits is during the <laughs> Vader, the Vader hallway scene, where the boys like got his hand through the door and he's trying to give the plans away, and you see it from the other side and just see the blade come through yeah. and the door opens up like fucking Vader. Here we go. Let <laughs> yeah. that boy kill a bunch of folk. Plus, the fact that we're about to go in and talk about the the next movie, the fact that it literally ends as mm. New Hope starts, I was going, oh, genius, absolutely love it. And it was, like, obviously, because I was watching them in this order, I was just, like, perfect. It absolutely sinks in wonderfully. Oh, no, it, I mean, it's not... I, I guess, I don't know, I guess this is a small thing, but see when Leia then starts talking in A New Hope to Vader about, yeah. I'm on a diplomatic mission to Underworld, and he's basically like, I've just chased you from this ship. Of course oh, yeah, you're yeah, not like, on a diplomatic mission. I mean, if we're going to start nitpicking about all the stuff that don't make sense in the original trilogy now, we could be here all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get to ranking it. So, at the minute, Solo is bottom. Do we believe it is better than Solo, a Star Wars story? 100%. Yes. At the moment, I'm going to say no, because I'm in the more mood for the Solo. But I realise I might be outgunned on this. Oh, you're outgunned. Three to one. <laughs> it's, it's, Sorry, buddy. Um, is it, <laughs> is it better than Attack of the Clones? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Is it better than Phantom Menace? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Is it better than Revenge of the Sith? Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh. oh. And this is the first case where we are at a tie. And oh, I need I'm, to put I'm my hands up. So in, I'm not sure, but if, yes, I'll, I'll stick with what I've said. It's better. You're sticking with what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tragedy. Voting <laughs> for Rogue One. <laughs> Of a revenge of the Palpatine's <laughs> gonna come get me. But that now takes us up to Rogue One being the number one movie in our list so far. What's happening, troops? That is the end of part one of the Withmates podcast Ultimate Star Wars movie ranking list. Thank you very much for listening. The second part will be uploaded today, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that coming up on your podcast feed. But until the next part, latest on the Minjay. Thank you.